0: Hey everybody, welcome back to the lucky Doll Podcast. This is your host, Elias Roush. This podcast is sponsored by EliasRoushMedia.com Photo, video, digital media production. Well, would you look at that? Somehow we made it to the end of Space Force. We watched all ten episodes. Back to back to back, we just decided to go straight up the ass of the competition and just say, fuck it. I wanted to just... Uh, finish this entire series to see if the first episode was indicative of the entire series and if it was uh, worthy of actually finishing the series. Um, right off the bat, I'll just save you all the time. This is a very uh, light-hearted comedy series space forces that is trying to intertwine a little bit of satire and with it discussing some government intertwinings with uh quirky overseers overseeing even quirkier people within it it's basically a shit show it's basically a circus it's basically it's basically an amalgamation of a couple things and it's kind of hard to describe but overall I will say that I was somehow satisfied at the end of this series. Um, I don't want to say that like reluctantly or anything like that but this series seriously went on its ups and downs for me. It almost felt like scene by scene I wasn't really sure if I was going to like it or not but I will say the first few episodes were the uh, most difficult for me to get through personally just because of the importance of why should I give a shit about this show? Um, besides that's from the office guys. But once the show kind of gets a rhythm in it and you kind of get an understanding of who the main characters are and it's not just, you know, these setups for jokes every time, I will say that it kind of starts to go a little bit deeper than surface level. I don't know, racial humor jokes or uh, sexual innuendo jokes or something like that. Although, you know, there are times when Steve Corral is straight up, uh, you know, talking to a, a guy's crotch at one point. And so it's just like you, you got to take kind of uh, the seriousness with a grain of salt, which comes with the satire. But um, there are elements that kind of remind me a little bit of like um, – uh, Dr. Strangelove, I guess with the funny names, I kind of forgot that, uh, grab you know, grab ass, uh, grab ass ton, I, I guess grab an ass ton of ass, I, I, I don't know, but, you know, the, the crazy names I have in Dr. Strangelove, um, just like that, they even kind of have like a war room very similar to it, um, I'm going to go through the episodes two through 10 real quick. I don't have tons of notes real on this, so this will probably be a relatively short podcast. Um, so anybody that is curious about, uh, the kind of slightly more detailed review, uh, continue on listening and thank you for listening. Um, I think it was synth, uh, synth on, um, the comments on the first, uh, space force. Yes. Yeah, synth, uh, She's I, I I believe it's a she um or, or they said I'm not I'm not sure I'm not sure um Sint said they loved it and I told him I'd give him a quick shout out um but anyways thank you for uh, watching the original uh, episode one review so let's let's continue to talk about this in a little bit more detail I was kind of giving everybody a little bit of time to kind of um, process. And uh pause it if they need to. So episode two is where we're gonna start because we already discussed episode one. Episode two is dealing with the monkey. I think it was Marcus, I believe the monkey is. Um, wow, this is not a great episode for episode two. Now it's kinda of, this is gonna be a rocky star for everyone's like I thought he said he liked the I thought he said he liked the show. I thought he said he liked the show. Everyone he, everyone was gathering around. He wanted to hear the he said that he was gonna have a good review. Well I do have an overall good review for this uh, series, I will say. These first three episodes were so rocky coming out the gate. It feels tonally imbalanced. Um, I was actually looking at behind the scenes. This wasn't even a sealed deal as uh, a show until September of 2019, I believe. Um, Let me see. September 29th. Sorry, September 26th. Everyone, um, uh, John Malkovich, Ben Schwartz, Diane Silvers, Tony Newsome, all these individuals, uh, Jimmy O. Yang, all these individuals had just been cast. So my thing is, this feels kind of like a rushed show. So... Um, Maybe if they had had uh, a year to, you know, flesh out all of the writing, but these are really fast episodes, and what it feels like is these first couple episodes, especially with this Marcus monkey thing that, you know, the monkey that ends up never coming back through what feels like it doesn't come back at the end of the series, um... It definitely feels like this first half and last half of the series feel like from two different minds almost, and or or it might just be the beginning and the end. I, I don't know, but I didn't feel like the majority of the beginning this this monkey episode of this se- the second episode and uh, one they they feel like filler episodes. Two, the writing's not good. Three, they almost are they're almost skippable in in my opinion, which sucks for saying that the season is actually not that bad but you just got to get over this first hour and a half of show that you got to watch so it's like oh my gosh um so uh episode three stuck on the moon um that's that's pretty funny it's uh i believe that's the episode that nerd goes on that one episode when he's doing the with the scientists and stuff, stuff like that, um, you kind of learned a little bit more about them. Also, the side characters. I think we start to have a little bit more with the side characters, such as Ben Schwartz's Fuck Tony. He was one of the more contemporary humor, uh, quote unquote millennial joke geared type comedians on there. Hilarious. I think that the the comedy starts to work back a little bit in um into the script. Uh, kind of almost like improv in a way so that kind of lends to the feeling that this was i don't want to say an expedited adventure but it does feel like the script was not 100 percent thought out before this was executed i mean what was space force uh i mean it was geared i mean it was only initiated like last year so to my knowledge i believe um yeah, and fuck Tony. I realized this is, Ben Schwartz can't keep his head straight. He is always crooking his head sideways, moving it around. This guy—I he, he, swear—he looks like Sonic. I mean, that's why he was cast as him. Um, we also find out um, Naird is lonely, and so episodes four through ten, we're going to condense these a little bit. It's not—they're not, you know, exceptionally bad. With the exception of the teenage daughter. Now, what is her name again? I'm going to have to hack the network for this. And because you have no idea what just happened, I definitely did not just pause the podcast. So, yes, um, I have hacked the network. And by the network, I mean I went on IMDB and typed in Space Force and I found out Diana Silver's She was in Book Smart, so I know she can act, but my lord, they really screwed over this character and they just made this one of the most unlikable teenage POSs I've ever seen. And this has nothing to do with, you know, uh, gender roles or religion or color or any of that. Like, uh, sexuality or any of it. It is just a god-awful written role. If anybody had written this, you would think that there was something wrong with the character. She's written like like a 12-year-old in an 18-year-old or 21-year-old's body. It is really bad. Maybe take a shot for every time she rolls her eyes. It is insane. And I'm sorry saying this because Diana Silvers in Booksmart is, uh, you know, she's pretty good. She kind of plays this cool, hip, uh, you know, lesbian chick at the end. And she's, um, you know, quote unquote cool, I guess. But anyways, <clears throat> I was just very surprised that they wrote this character this way. And I was, uh, I guess I wanted a little bit more. It was pre- it was predictable, predictable to a bad point. Um yeah, she just does not act like a real person. Um, just way too old to be acting like that. Um so four through ten, this is really the fleshing out of the brin Schwartz characters, uh supporting characters like Brad, Chan, Ali become more um interesting as the show progresses. Honestly, they probably could have cut three episodes and probably saved some of the budget. Say you didn't need the monkey episode at all. My lord it wasn't even funny in my opinion did anyone laugh at that maybe maybe people did maybe they did i had maybe like a couple chuckles at some point but i was i wasn't like upset but i was like this feels like a waste of time and money like my lord you know just cgi on this monkey my in the screen that they had up oh my gosh I, i had so much to say um Chan and Ali became predict- predictably cute, um, kind of an expedited uh, love story. Strange love-style comedy during the governmental scenes uh, with the higher-ups. I kind of like that, but uh, there's just not enough of those characters. Um, Chan, John Malkovich's uh, uh, Chan and John Malkovich's characters are... The straight characters to the insanely dumb astronauts towards the end, the uh, astronauts that are chosen to go on this, um, you know, to be, you know, have boots on the moon again. Is just insanely inept. It was like they chose the worst of the worst of the worst, and they had like one competent person in there, Tawny Newsom, who's Captain Angela Ali, and I like her character. She she plays, you know, the you know straight smart woman, um, that has a great relationship with Chan, and I like their, you know, the you know cross uh interrelationship kind of thing they got going on and it was kind of funny how they brought that to the attention um everybody good to be black on the moon did they really have to do uh captain angela ali like that could they really not just give her a good could they not really just give her a good line they they have so much leading up to it and my expectations were tempered because of the majority of the series i had such high expectations up until maybe the third episode i was like this is really worn me down and so it only kind of barely uh you know you know caught its way up to really of you know giving a shit about these characters steve carell is actually not my favorite character but he's good to bounce all these characters off of i love the jokes that ben schwartz uh john malkovich uh jimmy o yang was great don lake holy shit this guy's funny he's plays brad gregory i forgot to say how funny he was in the first episode um and it feels like he does a lot with a little he plays just kind of like uh, uh dim-witted a little bit and a lot of them do play dim-witted but almost in a weird way um you know dr chan is almost like the dwight of the uh <clears throat> space force but uh yeah, the the massive screen in the main room that they're in does not look real at all in my opinion. I, I it's a green screen from hell. Could you not put a filter over it? Something. I feel like the 90s are going to age better than this this. Did anyone think that the screen looked just too HD and almost too much like a video game? That 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 could just be me. I could just be criticizing and I could just be grumpy, you know. I, I just wanted to preface that. So, um Steve Carell is more relatable as the series grows. You find out why he's dancing to Jamaica. Lana. He's he's singing all these times when he's feeling you know kind of like uh, anxiety, depressed, kind of that time, lonely, that, that something like that. We it's a little bit more he- heartfelt scenes um, with his new girlfriend. Um, I want to bring her name up. Because I actually really like that. Her name's Kelly King, I believe. Played by Jessica Sinclair. I have not seen this actress in anything to my knowledge. But she was funny. She was really fucking funny. Um, She's in Bridesmaids, Life As We Know, Wonderlust. Was she the main chicken? She's out of my league. Um, I don't believe so. But she is pretty damn funny. And she has this thing. Her her sense of um, comedy is kind of just like rambling on alongside... Steve Carell and when you get two people that are just kind of like rambling on together you're either, you're either going to like that type of comedy or you're not and um, I'm the kind of guy that is like oh it's kind of funny you know it's, it, it's it's more or less cute when it's two people that are kind of opposites and awkward with each other it's, it reminds you of that Judd Apatow a little bit of that 40 year old virgin a little bit uh, type humor that, I always like that type of stuff but it's not always like that so you know it comes and goes Duncan this uh, Space Force bodyguard guy uh, from Alabama, I, I think he may be an early Chris Pratt uh, type stand-in. If everyone remembers Parks and Rec, how goofy Chris Pratt was and sort of dim-witted. Duncan's kind of got that same vibe, in my opinion. Um, Duncan may be this new love entr- entrance for interest for uh, Diana Silver's character, Aaron um but he is just so just like so dumb um and it 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 almost makes me feel bad because they they give him this really thick southern drawl so it almost just like did you really have to make him sound like that it's like oh my gosh yeah or make him sound like that and act like that like it doesn't matter that he sounds like that it's like oh my gosh um also, when they're on the moon, some of the worst moonwalking I've ever seen. Has did anyone think this was some of the worst moonwalking you ever seen? You see, like I think it was a uh, Julio or something like that. They have one of the they they have the cliche diversity hire everybody. They got the they got the redheaded guy. They got the Asian guy. They got the Latin guy. They got uh, the black female lead. Uh, Is Ben Schwartz Jewish? Because that would probably explain some things. Uh i I'm just saying they went for everything, Julio, yes, Julio Diaz, of course, with the most generic name um no no offense to the Julio Diaz is out there, but um or jose what is it, what is it? I don't know what his name is anymore um uh, oh, and we had the um uh uh Poonam Patel as Ragnata. I believe um yeah we had pretty much someone it, this this was supposed to be just you know the worldwide um you know worldwide unite kind of thing I I don't know and it's weird cuz they used China as like the you know quote unquote enemy for the longest time um but I mean really they're just they're just doing the same thing they're doing except they they're first they're on the moon first they got you know they were there before Space Force was, but anyways, they, they do have some interesting. Um, it's like small little obstacles they have to go through each episode. Like they almost can be disposed and forgotten each episode. The reason I think this season works is because you can just continuously play each episode. Don't have to worry about it too much. You can come back, go for da da da. Doesn't really matter. Um, the 30 minute time slots are good. I thought it was going to be 45 every time. Cause I think the first and last episodes are 40 and I was like, "Oh, this is going to be a little steep to watch, the uh, you know, that on every episode. But, um, I, you know, maybe could have been trimmed down a little bit. I, I do think that the strong suits of this are obviously the looks and, uh, you can clearly see that this has a lot of money in it. Um, the the writing I mean they were probably just running and gunning if they had to write it that quick I I'm curious how much of a script they had before because it is is almost ridiculous like um some of them some you know, sometimes they're using tropes sometimes they're using uh, uh the the cliche stuff that is just predictable um and Honestly, they have so much money into the cast and who's behind the behind the scenes. I mean, they have Paul King, the the Paddington director, doing over half of these. I mean, what does he do? First episode, fourth episode, um, and then uh, I'm not sure who Diane uh, Diane Reed is. Okay, so they got some people from The Office, and uh, well, let me click on her D Reed. I don't know who that is either. But anyways, they do it it's kind of hit or miss in my opinion um and it's uh interesting to see that greg daniels is only credited on the first two episodes and then the very final episode i believe which the final episode's not as good as the the middle episodes i believe i think there's some great stuff with john malkovich's character you kind of get some Uh, you know, behind the scenes types, not behind the scenes, but, you know, you get his little song um, to the guy with the Jerome with the didgeridoo. That was, there's some, there's some funny uh, lines in there where they, you can tell where they really took their time on some of the, the, the lines. Um, And there's not just always uh, screaming and craziness going on i do think that some of the line delivery and like like the the brad character this uh, the uh, the second his uh one star general guy freaking killed me every time it was so funny um so i i don't want to say that this show goes you know without having some sort of merit it's not exact it's obviously not the office can it be the office eventually maybe you know give it maybe two seasons Maybe cut back the the budget just a little bit. I, I mean, we have A list actors and everything looks, you know, shiny as sheet, like brand spanking new, basically. Um, and I was thinking of how expensive some of these one off episodes were. Um, I was just like, wow, you know, this is this is another level. So this is one of the most expensive first year episodes. Sorry, first uh seasons of a comedy I think I've ever seen that I can remember of. Um, I have heard they wanted to kind of compare this season or this series to Veep or uh, Avenue 5. I've seen neither of which unfortunately but I am aware that Veep has done hella banging numbers uh, in the awards and Avenue 5 was essentially the space force for HBO and so um, I'm going to have to maybe just check out an episode of one of, uh, one of those just to kind of get something to relate to, but I've seen all the seasons of the office. So I know what, what Greg Daniels and Steve Carell can actually do. Um, maybe I guess, I guess they kind of have to decide how important is the story versus how important is, you know, uh, the fact to, you know, how, how important it is to have the story, like, progress versus, you know, one-off episodes and have a lot of content. This feels like the kind of series that you're going to want to have, you know, loads and loads of content. But for this, you know, the new seasons of uh, series, a lot of things aren't going past, like, four or five seasons. And it, what people tend to rely on and like back in the day are, you know, the things like... Uh, you got the you got the Grey's Anatomies, the Friends. You got, uh, the the Sanford and Sons. You got the, uh, the I guess Breaking Bad's kind of a little bit below that. But there's the type of uh, television shows. Think of like a House or something like that, or these shows that have literally hundreds of episodes. I, you know, Breaking Bad's more like fifty, but I guess I'm thinking of more like a hundred plus this feels like the type of series that needs to go for a hundred plus to be considered one of the greats. But I don't think with this type of budget that Netflix is going to want to do that. And I think with the, th- the people that are involved, um, I mean, we're going to, you would need Steve Carell for a while. I'm sure he, they got a blank check for this. Just straight up, go do whatever you want. Um, but th- they can't have things like this last episode, really irritated me i don't know it didn't irritate me it just i know. that you know the helicopter comes in to save his daughter um which my lord his daughter is always getting in trouble and the wife is lesbian and there's the, the whole thing with you know it, yeah uh, it's 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 a thing and the daughter just takes it in the worst way possible it's it's just oh my gosh it just creates more trouble for him um but anyways the uh, the supporting characters I think really come to shine the the janitors oh my gosh both of the janitors uh, were knocking me down uh, with laughter I was um, really enjoying how the 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 playing off of each of the supporting characters became because I feel like Steve Carell was kind of going room to room to room to room in the first episode and now he's kind of actually sitting down and having like a, a conversation what it makes it feel like is they might have actually shot the last few episodes first maybe and then these other episodes as filler i i don't really know honestly I, I wish that netflix kind of would have overseen them and said that we don't need 10 episodes but you know imagine if there are seven episodes people are going to be like oh my gosh i really want more if those few episodes weren't there now you know, there might be people that like the monkey episodes and thought it was hilarious. But um I just kinda felt like I was like ah, I it, it made me want to turn it off. I was like this is not progress progressing in a way that makes me want to, you know, tell people about the show. But once you get over that little hump, I think that it becomes an enjoyable show. You can kinda relate. You can you can just zone in and out. You know, you don't have to have you can have your phone on, you can be doing other things. It, it's not um you know appointment viewing that you're like oh i gotta see this but you know it it looks amazing what was i gonna say anything else in the notes i think i got just about all of it out so uh, 25 minutes not too bad uh you know just a quick summary of the final few episodes of um, or you know the series of space force on netflix Thank you for listening to the Lucky Doll podcast. We could not do this podcast without you. Check out all the Lucky Doll podcast on SoundCloud. You can listen to everything early on YouTube. Lucky Doll podcast. You subscribe there. You'll get the um, the podcast there. Sometimes I add a bonus content to the podcast. And because you can't just re-upload things on YouTube, um, uh, all the bonus content is on the SoundCloud stream. So that's good just to have that, you know, locked and loaded just as well. But generally I release all podcasts on Tuesday, give or take. Um, you know, specials specials that come out. Specials. Uh, specials that come out. <laughs> um and um yeah, um I appreciate Deepak, I see you in the comments um episode one. Appreciate you watching, listening to that. um Thumb, thumbs up. Let me know how I can improve the podcast if you like this review let me know how i um oh if you like this review then thumbs up if you didn't like this review then uh before you thumbs down or do anything else or you like screw this guy let me know how i can improve let me know how i can improve the audio quality or um you know whatever else you know i'll order you a milkshake or something i don't know unless you're lactose intolerant like that uh Uh, Ben Schwartz on this (laughs) Um, but yeah thank you for listening watching Look It Up Podcast whatever you're doing to support thank you Um, hope everyone is staying safe in the world during these um, interesting times you know support um, local business support your neighbor love people um, whatever else I'm trying to wrap everything up all on a quick uh, combination plate for you and uh, package it to go so all right, thank you everyone And we'll catch you next time. Take it easy.